Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm the resident Old Fart, and the New Tech is the podcast. Hope this finds you well. Um, I got to say that the scheduling of this podcast is kind of erratic because those are the hours I work on my day job. So next week I'll try to release one late in the week. And just hang in there, guys. I'll, I'll get a better schedule going. Oh, we'll start off with some uh, tech news. Thanks to a whistleblower, we find that Google has teamed up with Ascension, which is the second largest healthcare provider in the USA, to create a patient database. The op, or should I say co-op, was titled Project Nightingale. Google states this is because Ascension is switching to their G Suite uh, product, which will allow medical professionals to, and I quote, improve the quality of patient care and safety. Right. I'm sure the G Suite part is correct, but at what price to the Ascension customers? Their data will be accessible to Google, which the whistleblower has already proven, and in my opinion, that's not a good thing. The patients have given no consent for their data to be released, and I'm sure this violates some kind of law. Along with the recent purchase of Fitbit by Google, it seems to me the formerly Don't Be Evil and current search and ad giant, and I'm emphasizing ads, is trying to corner the market in health data. I'm starting to distrust Google more and more each day. And kids, also remember, there is no computing cloud. It's only other people's computers. Next up is, it seems some Twitter employees decided to make some extra cash on the side by working with the Saudi government. All they had to do was keep an eye on some accounts and report their findings to the Saudi intelligence. Easy money. It seems a federal judge in Boston, at the behest of a lawsuit by the ACLU, has ruled that search of electronic devices at border crossings is unconstitutional. It violates the Fourth Amendment, according to her. How many federal judges do we have? How many do we need? It seems that these uh, people that bring the lawsuits just pick one they know they're going to get a decision in their favor uh, from. Uh, they're making uh, these judges are making uh, too too many decisions that are based on emotion versus constitutional law. In, in regards to the Fourth Amendment, I have news for the judge. 
until you are admitted into the United States, you don't have the benefit of the Fourth Amendment. Border authorities have every right to search you before you are admitted into this country. And it's not like all people are having their electronic devices searched. These are targeted inspections or searches. The only thing that was done here is the way the paperwork is now going, going to be written when these searches occur. Apple has introduced its 16-inch MacBook Pro. It was long rumored. This includes a keyboard using the prior scissor-style switches versus the butterfly style in use on the current MacBook Pros and the MacBook Air. The key travel is like one millimeter, which is still less than conventional keyboards. This size laptop has no appeal to me, and I kind of like the current keyboards. I've owned a 26 MacBook Pro without touch bar, a 2018 MacBook Air, and a 2019 MacBook Pro with touch bar, and I have had no problems with the keyboards. In fact, I feel the keyboard has gotten much better with each generation. I don't eat or drink while using my computers, and I think that is the source of many of the problems people are experiencing with the, with, with the butterfly keys. As far as the 16-inch size, I'd rather use my 27-inch iMac if I require a large screen. Continuing with Apple, I received my AirPod Pros, and I'll let you know how it works out for me in the next episode. Now on to some tech I'm using. Another birthday gift I received, shout out to Jessica, and use every day is the Nulaxi adjustable laptop stand available on Amazon for $22.99 in space gray. If you want silver, it'll cost you $24.99. I don't know why the silver is more. Usually space gray gets a higher price. It can fit up to a 17-inch laptop and it's made of thick aluminum and feels very sturdy. I can attest that it doesn't wobble while typing, and it elevates the laptop screen, well, at least for me, to eye level. This might not be the case for everyone, though. The only negative I have found is that while using it with a MacBook Air, it is hard to open a laptop. The MacBook Pro was fine, though. I guess this has to do with the, the way the front of the Air tapers, which is something the Pro doesn't. It's a minor nitpick. The elevation technique is a single piece at the rear of the stand versus the collapsible dual arm designs of other stands I've seen. This makes it less complicated, more sturdy, and more durable in my opinion. The drawback is it cannot attain the same heights as the other stands. It maxes out at just over 5 inches while the other stands can elevate up to a half inch more. Not much of a difference, but it might matter to some. I use it uh, in use. It has uh, greatly increased my productivity and really reduced fatigue. I, I really recommend this product. You can't beat it for the price. Well, usually I do something on books and authors, but at the suggestion of my son, hey John, instead of talking about books, I'm going to talk about music. Specifically, some concerts I went to long, long ago. My first ever paid concert was held in a large movie theater, uh, the location I can't remember, on Long Island in New York. 
The headliners were a local band called, called the Good Rats, which had some local and minor international success. They were thought to be the next big thing at this time. I went to high school, I was still in my sophomore year, with the lead guitarist who was still a senior at the time. His name was John the Cat Gatto. The opening act was a band that billed themselves from New Orleans, which was a lie, called Twisted Sister. You might have heard of them. Their tagline at the time was, Twisted Sister, we ain't no lady mister. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Of course, they would go on to have much more success than the poor good rats. What I remember about the concert was the music was loud and didn't sound very good due to the acoustics of the theater. I thought the Good Rats had a better set, and the performance of the song, The Songwriter, was the highlight of the show. My second concert was at what was then called the Felt Forum, which is in the basement of Madison Square Garden. They renamed it to something else now. I don't recall what it is. It was Halloween of uh, 1975, and Frank Zappa was playing his annual show there. Just my friend Tony and I went because we were the only two from our crowd who were Zappa fans. Zappa didn't bring his full ensemble for this show. He had a woman singer and a bass guitarist, drummer, and himself. I think they had a comedian uh, for the opening act. There was no other band there. Uh, When he took the stage, he said, Halloween is my favorite, so thanks for sharing it with me. Frankie, like that in a ghoulish voice. I don't do a good impression of him. Uh, The highlight was when he performed Muffin Man, which was Tony and and I's favorite Zappa song. The setting was was cozy, and I'm glad I went. Uh, Zappa was one of the most underrated guitarists, in my opinion, and other people's opinion. Later, I would see Zappa and his full band at Nebworth, which was an outdoor festival in in the UK. His his band was the loudest I have ever heard, and that was them performing outdoors. I couldn't imagine them being that loud inside. Everybody would be deaf. The third paid concert I attended was Black Sabbath at Madison Square Garden in December of 1976. I'd spent the day at Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn undergoing a physical and completing my enlistment into the military. After that was finished, I took a train to West 86th Street in Manhattan and spent some time at the 20th Precinct of the NYPD where my father was working. We celebrated my enlistment with shots of whiskey dispensed from a bottle in his desk drawer. Ah, the good old days. When I told him I would be late for the concert, he said, Nonsense, I'll get you a ride. He called one of his co-workers and told him the situation, and I was transported to 34th Street, which is the location of the garden, in record time in an unmarked squad car with sirens blazing. You should have seen the looks I got from my fellow concert goers as I exited the vehicle. Can anybody say narc? My friend Billy was supposed to meet me there, and I had paid for his ticket, but he, unreliable as ever, didn't show. Because I had paid for his ticket also, I couldn't afford a better seat, so I was watching from the nosebleed section all the way at the back of the garden. If I went any further back, I would have been outside. Ted Nugent was the opening act, and his band was tight. After their set, we waited for over an hour, and Sabbath still had not taken the stage. Ozzy was probably on one of his cocaine binges. The crowd started to get hostile, and Frank Zappa, who happened to be in attendance, 
got on stage and calmed everybody down by saying, this musical monstrosity you call Black Sabbath will be out momentarily. After another 30 minutes, they finally took the stage. The tour was supporting the Technical Ecstasy album, so they had a keyboardist too, which was kind of weird for them. They didn't play the song I wanted to hear the most, which was Fairy Wear Boots. The only other songs they played were War Pigs and a very listless version of Snowblind for the only encore. The highlight was Dirty Women and the guitarist Tony Iommi. He was on it, man. It was a short set, I'm guessing because of Ozzy's tardiness and obvious inebriation. People were kind of disappointed. I would also see Sabbath a couple of years later at the Oxford New Theatre in England and got my wish and more. I'll tell that story at a later date. Okay, now it's time for my rant of the week. Is it me, or does there seem to be just way too much politics in everyday life? I'm burnt out on politics. If a television, radio show, or podcast even drifts towards politics or virtual virtue signaling, I stop watching and listening. Speaking of, speaking of which, I made it about 20 minutes into the morning show on Apple TV Plus before I was overwhelmed with it and stopped watching. From the opening scene, you were just bombarded with it. Especially in the first scene with big-jawed Reese Witherspoon, where a pro-coal protester assaults a peaceful anti-coal protester. Like, that really happens, right? She schools the offender with the truth of coal-based energy and how it's so bad for the earth and people. Well, she's supposed to be portraying a journalist, so I have to ask, where is her objectiveness? Well, I guess she's just reflecting uh, the real way journalists act these days. Emotions trump, yes, pun intended, facts. Is it any wonder why a lot of people have tuned out of mainstream media? Hmm. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I hope you guys have a good week and a good holiday. But first, get off my lawn. I'll see you later. Take care, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.